0: hello everyone welcome to
1: episode five five of press connect where we still need a logo we still need some merchandise uh and sponsors
0: i'm still uh, waiting for that mug (laughs) Uh,
1: yes your weekly look at news in and around the automotive aftermarket and we've got quite a packed Two minutes, which will become 20 minutes, I'm sure, to talk about uh, this week. So uh, afternoon or morning, Hayley. How are you?
0: Good afternoon, Mark. Yeah, it's been an interesting half term here in South Wales, and we've definitely seen an increase in motorist movement. So this has translated into the things that you'd expect for the bank holiday weekend, uh, unexpected distress repair. And we have had a couple of um, couple of more services come in last minute as people are now venturing further afield. So that's good news.
1: And, and uh, MOTs?
0: M.O.T. is still a little bit flat. It's not unusual for this time of year for us at half term. Um, we have seen an increase of bookings for next week already.
1: Right, well, that's good. That's
0: yeah. Good. All within expectation. And now just finding a little bit of normality. It's welcome. Absolutely welcome.
1: I'm looking forward to normality be- uh, because this was almost going to be renamed Stress Connect with the... <laughs> children in the house at the half term and their demands and their deliveries shall we say uh, as we were interrupted last week but uh, let's kick off let's kick off straight away um and as ever I always let you go first with your point but I think your one point or your first point is probably going to be very similar to my point which is about something that's been in the news quite regularly this week which is Toyota's 10 year warranty
0: Well, I think you're going to have to kick off with that one. It's a strong start, and I think it's an important thing to discuss. Um, So let's start with the 10 year warranty.
1: Yes, now I've had lots of comments about this and lots of questions. And whilst I am still checking things out from a block exemption point of view, um, I think the distinction needs to be made between the manufacturer's warranty, which it says in its terms and conditions, which is given on a three year old vehicle. Uh, sorry for the first three years, and also this Toyota relaxed warranty, which is an additional. It's actually a consequence of when you have your vehicle serviced and repaired at a Toyota outlet. Now, I think you and I both have had a comment saying that to apply for this, you've needed to have your vehicle serviced at Toyota for ever or in the past. That's not true either, and that's also the point that um, you can have your vehicle serviced. Uh, in the independent uh, automotive aftermarket as well.
0: I think it's a bold mood from Toyota. And I think anything that actively encourages the motorists to regularly maintain their vehicle is always going to be a good thing for road safety as a whole, which ultimately is why we're here. Um, I think the use of the word warranty is going to be an interesting one because it's using the same word to describe slightly different things. Um and so terming terming it the relax warranty, um, I think there might be a little bit of motorist confusion there. Mm. Um, I think it, it is something to keep an eye on, particularly as a, a workshop owner myself. Um, it is a a bold move and an intelligent move to encourage older aspects of the car park to return to the franchised dealership network. Am I particularly worried about it? Um, I don't think I am particularly worried about it. I think um, if you've got one Toyota, uh, it doesn't mean that the whole fleet within the family are all Toyota. And I still think there is going to be um, a motivation to return to the same place and to have that service mm. and quality of um. Experience that you've had before, so I'm I'm not expecting uh, an exodus within the workshop, but I do think it should keep us on our toes. And I've been very interested yeah. to see um, what a lot of the service networks within the aftermarket have already deployed. So um, some of the the networks that we now um, are able to subscribe to have things that were more familiar with seeing within the dealership network and the large Mm. chain independence so things like breaks for life that kind of thing.
1: Yeah I think you make a really good point about um, the use of the term warranty and what that means and this isn't automatically enrolled it's a consequence of so there are questions around well not questions but there are um, uh, things about in terms of well, how much would a service cost, and 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 is this all factored in, and and these are the questions you and I would ask. But I think again, as you said, it's it's bold, but also again, it also brings it back to me about what we need to do as an independent automotive aftermarket to ensure that our communication with our customers, garages, motorists, needs to be as strong as ever, um, and it needs to be. Uh, Not just robust, but I think we always need to be complementing ourselves, always need to be talking about the services that we offer and the value that we provide. So, um, yeah, and on that sort of note, moving into block exemption territory. Oh, go on, sorry.
0: Sorry, sorry, I interrupted.
1: No, I was going to say, moving into block exemption territory, uh, we've had, obviously, a couple of uh, news pieces from the leading trade federations, IAAF and IGA, this week about vehicle access. This isn't a new thing, is it, in terms of trying to... um, I mean, my work with Fujifa over the years has been to work on their manifestos, and IAAF is obviously a supporter of this uh, and a partner in terms of campaigning, lobbying for access to in-vehicle data. And like we said, it's not something that's new. It doesn't go away. It's just making sure that there is a level playing field for businesses like yourself to access, you know, digital opportunities.
0: I mean, the connected car and how we look after that data is going to um, increase the number of challenges that we see within the workshop. Understanding that the vehicle is now a repository of information and data and how it can be uh, at risk. Whilst we have that vehicle in our care, is something that needs to be understood within the aftermarket. Uh, it is a subject that I've written on um, quite a lot over the last couple of years, and it is really reassuring to see that awareness now is is becoming more mainstream. Um, I mean. To go slightly back uh, to our our main dealers, because all of these things are interconnected, really. Um, the motorist perception of the automotive sector. So that that's including our, our cousins over at the franchise dealer. Um, is is that they're making, in some cases, from the the data collected? Uh, was it um, o- automotive management? I think it was the magazine that i'll have to check that up but the data that they um uh, published was amazing the motorist perception in some cases was that the dealerships were making 70 percent on every car that they sold now that, that that's extraordinary absolutely extraordinary and um i loved the descriptive within the article and i will find the link in order for it to go um yeah yeah within the bar and um it was extraordinary and the vast majority of motorists felt that the dealerships were making somewhere between 20 and 30 percent profit on every single car we know this is this is so far from the mark of the reality of what is most likely going to be i'm going to make a guess five to seven percent um but yeah to think that dealerships are making 70% on every car is just amazing and proves how distanced we have become from the motorist. And the descriptive that really stood out for me in this article was that um, some some of the dealerships have become gin palaces and they are so refined and so beautiful looking that the motorist, as they're coming through the door, has the expectation that they're just rolling in money and um, puts them in the position that they need to haggle. So I do wonder how this offering from Toyota is therefore going to be perceived, um, particularly when you compare it with this data of what the motorist perception of the dealership is, Mm. and will they be trusting with this offer or will they be suspicious?
1: Mm. I see. <laughs> yeah, could be quite a lot of points there, Hayley. So uh, sorry uh, covering lots of different things. But no, I, I think you know, when you look at the certainly there are there are there are wider things at play sort of further up and down the supply chain. And when we look back at what IWF and IGA are proposing with with, with data access, um I, I think again it's it's like you said, it's not a bad thing for us to be talking about motorists becoming more aware of uh vehicle uh service repair, maintenance, roadworthiness, um, but also from a from an IWF point of view, the work that they're doing or, or or we're doing, sorry, is that we're working obviously with the with our European partners because it's really important we understand what's happening there in terms of vehicle data, but also educating the UK government following uh the UK's withdrawal from the EU about all those things that we're working on.
0: Um, the, I've just had a message ping through, um, Car Dealer Magazine. Right, okay. <laughs> car Dealer Magazine. So I got that fantastically wrong. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, I, and I, the, the person who sent it to me, thank you so much for that has also pinged me a link to the exact article that I was reading. Uh, what percentage right. of a new car sale is retailer profit? And (laughs) um, 10 to 20% of the uh, respondents said that the profit is 28.2. Oh, no, no, 28.2% of the respondents said between 10 and 20%. Um, But, yeah, there were uh, 2.6% of respondents who thought that car dealers make 75% on every car that they sell. Wow. I mean that's just amazing and I think that really proves your point of the importance of communication of what we're doing why it is valuable and how we can be transparent in that cost then to the motorist in in order for them to understand what it is that we're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um moving on have you got anything
0: I do. I do. Gosh, uh, I really enjoyed seeing this in the news. Self-driving cars and the impact on motorist use of their vehicles. Now, this was really, really interesting. I enjoyed going through these stats. Um, They have found a direct relationship between self-driving technology and the increased use of cars. So that might have lots of interesting things to unpack um, because uh, there is the environmental question, um, you know, as we're embracing hybrid working practices. So So if
1: if somebody if somebody is going to drive the vehicle for me, as in the vehicle, I'm going to be more inclined to use it because I don't have to do anything to get Absolutely. from
0: a to B right, And if, okay. we're, if we're not driving to work so much, then uh, it is an assumption that I don't have the data to support um, is that the vehicles are being used for leisure. So I'm pulling in data from two different sources there. Um, so I've got a set of data that says um, people who have got cars with self-driving technology are more inclined to increase their annual mileage. And um, the data from the Office of National Statistics is saying that we... Are increasing our use of hybrid working practices. Um, So, it'd be interesting if anybody joins these dots together. uh, I'd love to have the time to do it myself, Uh, but I've got another exciting project that I'm desperate to tell you about towards the end. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, are we going to see an increased use of leisure use of our vehicles? Is that going to be our future? And how is and that going to impact the automotive aftermarket if we're going to be depending on our vehicles for leisure use and not just treating them as a tool? Are we going to be going back to enjoying the journey?
1: Hmm. Now, with the combustion engine, with there being probably more combustion engine vehicles on the road than there have ever been before, and that mm-hmm. vehicle park is getting older, we are going to get to a point, aren't we, where we have so many different technologies, probably more than we've ever had on the road. So interesting for the automotive aftermarket when new technology comes in and making sure that we're equipped for the skills in that. But from a a leisure point of view, I think you are seeing more people uh use their vehicles for leisure. I do think the relationship is changing with, with, with Well I am things. I I am
0: not throwing my feeler gauges away. Um I think I'm still gonna be uh checking tappets and measuring spark plug yeah. gaps for a long time. Um, I I think with this increased use of leisure use of vehicles is renewing interest in the cars themselves. And Mm. not every motorist wants to look after their car themselves. They're happy to bring it, especially um, with these older cars. They're happy to bring it to the aftermarket. They're not associating the car with the vehicle to get to work. the, The association is now the trip to the beach with the family. To go and see my friends, all of those things that we've not been allowed to do for the last year. So in this is now putting personal transport in, in a, a different compartment within the brain. It, it I'm seeing less motorists coming into the workshop, it's just a tool, I just use it to get to work. You know, personal transport is now representative of freedom again.
1: Yeah. Now speaking from uh, someone who is a horrendous passenger when driving and also teaching not teaching because that's the wrong word because I'm not teaching Jack how to drive uh but helping him uh as he starts his journey and pressing the imaginary brake pedal more than once in the last week um I always remember Wendy Williamson from left saying to me that she went to a seminar and that how you disengage is first you disengage your uh what what the pathway to self-driving vehicles would be trying to get motorists to disengage their feet first then their hands and then their brain and that would be the process so um yeah it all still feels very futuristic to to me
0: it is As as a very
1: futuristic person i am
0: We're still a long way off uh, true self-driving technology being available to all, Um, but I do think it is reassuring to see this increased use of uh, leisure activity with the car. Mm. I agree.
1: Other points?
0: I have one other point. My (laughs) final point today is the IMI task force for diversity within the sector. Um, I'm thrilled to have been invited to the expert panel. And uh, we had our first meeting yesterday and uh, I'd like to put out a call to action. If anybody would like to speak to me, I'll be um, collecting case studies. They will be uh, anonymized. You know, I won't be giving personal details away, but I am incredibly interested in hearing anybody's journey, their story of any challenges that they faced within the sector and what we can do to remove those barriers.
1: And that is something that they can get in touch with you on via
0: yeah, email. Um, directly yeah, directly by email. Give me a ring. Send me a Facebook message. Uh, I, I, I don't accept pigeons these days. They make an awful mess in the workshop.
1: <laughs> <coughs> I'm sure you've had some over the years. We um, have.
0: I have had to chase pigeons out of the workshop before.
1: <laughs> my my uh, that's a really good 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 point. My final points are well, you've got Beckham buying into an electric vehicle. Mm. So uh, uh electric vehicle company. And you, we've got, I'm always interested because following the survey we did from garages, just in terms of um, a number of comments we received on the survey about, was for some garages kind of, well, saying that they needed more support. Now, obviously there were... Uh, Support made available to garages such as yourself, I guess, with 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 grants or whatever it is in in um, uh, during the sort of pandemic. But I'm always keen, and, and it was really interesting because we are at that period where it's well, it's not a rainy day because look at the lovely weather, but it's that time now where we've got very dry spell of MOTs so any information that garages can provide to us again just in terms of what they're looking for in in terms of how an industry or how they should be supported skills personnel communication you know that kind of thing is, is this is the time I think now for us to really look at ourselves as a sector talking about the things that we've spoken about today uh, and thinking well okay well how can we because I think necessity enabled garages to become very comfortable digitally over the last year and again you look around at what's coming in and I know that you and I have spoken about the lack or the drop in MOTs naturally Um, but we will need to make sure that we mitigate against this next year
0: absolutely absent April um, I've coined that phrase, I'm owning it, I'm keeping it, and I'm going to be bringing it out every single year uh, until right, it's over. Right, it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Absent April is with us for a long time. And so I would really like to see uh, the extension of a month for the annual assessment from the DVSA, uh, that continuing uh, following the trend that this data is, has created. you know. So it would be nice to see that annual assessment date remaining where it was for this year and I think that can really open up an opportunity for CPD for those outside of MOT testing and um we can sort of really engage as an industry in a sector to use this downtime that we know is coming uh to refine our skills ready for the busy time ahead
1: yes and hopefully those uh months won't be too too long away really so uh Mm. but no that's um That's been another jam-packed episode of press Connect. Uh, <laughs> we've covered we cover so much of these things in the two. Oh, three, I really enjoyed it
0: and i I, I re- And oh, um I lost, yeah, I lost you then that's, that it's
1: happen. been a lot of I fun. fun i've lo- I, I, I lost you then you got, it I lost doesn't. You
0: I have had huge issues with connectivity here in South Wales, and uh, I've had I have dedicated fibre optic lines into both my business and home because I, I work in an agile fashion from from both locations. And uh, to cut a very long story short, um, every single cable that comes into this building, and the one at home is everything's been ripped out everything has been replaced uh it's been absolutely chaotic i'm chewing through on a mobile device around 30 gigabytes of data um in a couple of days uh so i really do need this fiber optic oh, provision it's... back online
1: <laughs> if any garages would like more information on that check out episode three where we covered it uh uh, yes, in its entirety. So,
0: uh, oh, and I think we'll be covering it again as we become more connected. I can see this being, um, yeah, a frequent flyer in Press Connect.
1: Yes, absolutely. And thank you again for your time. Any plans for the weekend?
0: Uh, yes, I've got a, a friend coming to visit. Um, it's very exciting. I'm almost giddy about it. She's got a fantastic bottle of tequila. I am a fan. And um, we've got some triple sec. I've got a bag of limes. And um, a, a big pot of salt.
1: Tequila <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> it is gonna uh, be. We are, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are well there's just the 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 small well it hasn't started yet, but there's another football match coming up uh for England. Um and I should probably be enjoying that. And yes, I've got no football for Emma because her matches are, are kind of finished now. So um I won't have a relaxing weekend, but I will have a Hopefully
0: an uneventful one. Fantastic. Sounds good. Make sure you enjoy. Oh, I'll do. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Press Connect. And we hope to see you all next week. Please, as always, send your questions in. They really do keep us going. And um, we'd like to see some more of them. Thank you in particular to Greg from Cat Magazine for his question about Toyota.
1: Bye-bye.